0: Turn to Ephesians chapter number 6 tonight, Ephesians chapter number 6, and tonight I'm going to be very practical uh, in my message, and it may uh, feel even a little bit more like a Bible study than a Sunday night uh, message, but I want to uh, draw your attention to a very important thing tonight, and we will turn to a few places uh, in our Bible once we get into the message tonight, and so keep your Bibles handy uh, we'll look at Ephesians chapter number 6, and we're going to begin reading in verse number 13, and we'll read down through verse number 18, and then we'll focus on verse 18 as our text verse tonight. And uh, looking at Ephesians chapter number 6, verse number 13. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. For all saints. It's a fairly familiar passage of Scripture with the Christian. And if you've been around church any length of time, no doubt you've heard reference to the armor of God, uh, preaching on the armor of God. And we make reference as preachers and Christians that we are in a spiritual battle. And that is simply true. Just as I preached this morning, if we look through the proper lens of the Scripture, we're going to be, have a better understanding of what is going on in our day. Part of that is having a proper perspective of the reality that there is a spiritual warfare. How many of you are saved tonight? Let me see your hand. Very good. Now, just when you're saved, you can—you're no longer in a neutral position. You're on a side. Uh, you have been saved. You have been redeemed, and it doesn't matter how dedicated. I mean, it matters how dedicated we are to the cause of Christ. But with the point I'm trying to make. You could be the most non-committed Christian, and the devil is still going to try and destroy you. He's still going to try and use you to hurt the cause of Christ. And so we are told, and we didn't read it, we're told to put on the whole armor of God. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, and certainly there's a lot of study we could do. And I'm working on a study now, and perhaps I'll teach it later, but about the armor of God. And we could go through each aspect of that armor, and it serves a specific purpose in the life of a Christian. We should read the Scripture, we should apply Scripture to our life, not just so we can say we know it, not just so we know we can get the blessings. You will receive blessings by applying the Scripture to your life, but so that we can be prepared and not become a casualty in the spiritual battle, it is tragic for a Christian to become a casualty, especially when we don't have to. We have an enemy that if we're going to face him, we're no match for him. But if we'll put on the armor that God gives us, he's no match for us through the power of God. We can't, he can't defeat us if we equip ourselves the way God says to equip ourselves. Tonight, my message is not on the armor. I'm going to speak on a, a subject that, to the average Christian, it's a, it's, a, it's a word that we know. It's a subject that we know. The song was about the subject. But you have to, we have to put it in context with spiritual warfare. We have to put it in context with the armor of God. Look again in verse number 18. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. Prayer. Every Christian is familiar with that word. Every Christian has prayed at some point in their life. Every Christian knows they should pray. Every Christian, I believe, has some kind of an understanding of the importance of, and the value and the benefit of prayer, I believe that I believe all of us, no matter how much you pray, whenever someone preaches on prayer, you feel convicted because there's something that says we ought no matter who we are, we ought to pray more we ought to be more faithful in our prayer but we're going to look at praying always the ver- first two words of verse number 18 and i'm going to give us some very practical things tonight i believe some very helpful things tonight i don't think i'll be very long we'll look at four different places in our bibles to put this in perspective for us and give us a short little list of how we should be praying and how to be praying always let's ask the lord to help us father we pray tonight that you would help us may the spirit of god be our teacher our instructor uh, may the Spirit of God guide my thoughts this evening, and may we understand and be reminded of the importance of prayer. May the, the practical applications of Scripture tonight help us be more fruitful in our prayers, help, it to be, help us to make, be more faithful in our prayers, and we'll give you the honor and glory for all that's done. For it's in Christ's name we pray, amen. We know the importance of the armor, I've alluded to that. we draw our attention to verse number 18. We, we are to put on the armor of God because we know we, we are in a spiritual warfare. Verse 12 reminds us, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. There's so much in that that we can talk about at another time. But because of the foe that we're facing, we need to equip ourselves. And I'm afraid that a lot of times, and perhaps it would be true of you tonight, we have the armor and we're familiar with the armor. And from time to time, we even put the armor on. And from time to time, we even pick up the sword of the Spirit, the shield of the faith. But yet, there's a key thing that we're missing as we go through the parts of the armor. If I can put it this way, Paul is wrapping up. He is putting some context on the importance of the armor. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. We are told to pray always with all prayer and supplication. I'll not get into the prayer and supplication tonight. We can do that another night. Praying always. We're going to look at a verse of Scripture that we're all familiar with in just a few moments. Uh, Praying without ceasing. That's part of what I want to get to tonight. But praying always, prayer is important. Prayer is vital in our life. But I want us us to see something that is key. If prayer is so vital, and it is, wouldn't we all agree tonight prayer is important? Uh, Haven't we all seen the product of prayer? Haven't we all seen the miracles that God has done simply by praying? And friend, you and I, we don't even understand the spiritual battles that have been won. I, I, I praise God for the miracles uh, that God has done because God's people go to Him in prayer. And God does things that only God can do. But at the same time, there are spiritual battles won that we don't even, we're not even aware of because of the prayers of God's people. That's why, parents, you ought to pray for your children. You got to pray for God to protect them, for God to keep evil away from them. I promise you, the devil is lurking. I promise you, he is seeking whom he may devour. I promise you, he is after your children. That's why you ought to pray every day. Lord, protect them. Lord, keep them safe. Lord, keep them clean. Lord, now you ought to be watching as well. But there are, I believe, that in this spiritual warfare through prayer, uh, there are spiritual battles won and lost because of the prayer closet. So, if that is true, and we know it is true, we believe it to be true, the Bible tells us it is true, then why is it that so many Christians struggle in prayer? Why is it that so many of us struggle with our prayer life? If we were to be honest, and we were to rank the areas that we feel the least confident in in our Christian life, I promise you prayer would be at the top or near the top if it comes to the life of a Christian and in battling in a spiritual mindset. I'm going to give us one key key truth that is found in verse number 18, and then I'll get to my outline. I'm not sure how many points I have tonight, maybe four. I just went with that number tonight. But we're going to look at, look at some things. But I want us to see this. Why do we have a problem with prayer? Praying always with all prayer and supplication. We know we're supposed to be in a spirit of prayer. And I'm going to show us what praying always means in just a moment. But here's the key truth I want us to get, that if we don't get this settled, it doesn't matter if we can recite what we think praying always means. It doesn't matter if in our mind we can quote the verses that I'm going to show us in just a moment, which are very important. But we've got to understand this. We've got to understand that this is given in the context of spiritual warfare, in the context of spiritual battle, praying always with all prayer and supplication. I know I'm emphasizing this over and over again, but I don't want us to lose sight of this. Paul is is under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, and he's writing to Christians and saying, we are in a spiritual warfare. There's wickedness in, in these principalities. It's not flesh and blood we're fighting against. It, it is the evil of Satan and his forces and those that he controls. That's what we are up against. So you need to equip yourself. And he goes through the, 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 the all of the different aspects of the armor. when he gives the pieces of the armor, he goes right into verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication. It's not just enough in the spiritual warfare, to just put on the helmet of salvation. You need the helmet of salvation, but after you put it on, praying always. It's not just enough to have on the breastplate of righteousness. You need the breastplate of righteousness, but after you put it on, praying always. It's not just enough to have the shield of faith. You need the shield of faith, but after you hold and pick up the shield of faith, praying always. It's not just enough to have the sword of the Spirit. You need the sword of the Spirit. Pick up the sword of the Spirit. Use the sword of the Spirit, but after you pick it up, praying always, while your feet are shod while you're wearing the helmet of salvation while you have on the breastplate of righteousness while you hold the shield of faith and you have the sword of the Spirit now you're equipped but in order to do battle you've got to be praying always let me tell you why we can pray we can hashtag prayer we can have so-called prayer movements and get nothing done in spiritual, in a spiritual way, in a supernatural way, it is because, first of all, we have not equipped ourselves. First of all, we haven't put on the armor. We, we don't even know which sword is the real sword. We, we don't even understand the shield of faith. We want to hold hands and have prayer meetings with those who are not even wearing the helmet of salvation. You cannot have a supernatural move of God in a spiritual warfare without the armor being as the armor should be. So if we are going to see a supernatural move of God... What it, I, I love being a student of not just our nation's history, but church history and history of great Christians and the move of God. And you see the supernatural hand of God, you find a people who first understood they were in a spiritual warfare. I don't like to see what's going on in our world. I don't like to see what's going on in our nation. I don't like to see even our Supreme Court saying that a governor has a right to, to tell uh, people they cannot go to church. I don't like to see that. But maybe a positive in it is God's people will wake up and understand that there never has been a spiritual government. There never has been a, 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 a godly government. It is ruled by the, principi- the principalities of this world And maybe God's people understand we have to fight this a spiritual battle and we have to engage in spiritual warfare and it's time to put down the the penknives and pick up the sword of the Spirit, hold the shield of faith, and be ready to battle. But after we check every box in the armor, Paul says, Praying always. This is why we must understand, if, God, if we're going to have a supernatural move, we ought to be praying always. Now, I'm going to give us in just a moment how to be in prayer always. I'm going to show you in verse 18 why Christians don't pray as a soldier of God i tell you why Christians, in some cases, uh, they, they, they know the armor of God, but they're not wearing it. And it's found in verse 18, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit. A carnal Christian does not battle for the Lord. The reason why... Christians are not praying is because they're living in the flesh and not the spirit. The reason why there's no shield of faith to quench the fiery darts is because you cannot put on the armor of God unless you're, unless it's spiritual. There is no way to carnally wear the armor of God. There is no way to carnally advance in the flesh, advance the cause of Christ. I mean, how can your feet be shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace if you don't even know if you have the gospel? It doesn't happen. How can you have the sword of the Spirit if you don't even know in your own mind, if you really have a sword? How can you know, and that's why I wouldn't give a dime for any kind of a university, independent, Baptist or otherwise, who puts a question mark on the Word of God? How can you know uh, that you are going to advance the cause if, if how can you be equipped in the battle? There is no breastplate of unrighteousness. And there are Christians who do not pray. That's why, don't get upset at your pastor because he knows the Bible. Well, the pastor just assumes I don't pray. Yeah, because the Bible says you don't. Well, how do you know that? Because if you're not equipped with the armor of God, which you cannot equip yourself unless you are spiritual... That's why I don't, we, 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 don't have, we, we don't have to have this mindset, I want to be spiritual for my sake. I want to be spiritual so that I can get in the fight, so that I can get in the battle. It's, it's why you don't want a dude for a pastor. You want a man of God who spends time in prayer because there's a supernatural battle going on, Amen. and you can be equipped with whatever those jokers are wearing nowadays in, in, in the pulpit. It'd come up to, what, what, you know, all the cool lingo, I'm not that guy. Thank God I'm not that guy. I've often said I'm too masculine to be in an emerging church. Anyway, that's a whole, whole other whole thing. But get, I hope you get this point. That's why, and I'm, I may just have to mention the four things later, but that's why it's important that we preach the Word of God. That's why it's important that we emphasize holiness. Separation, and dare I say the word standards, are still in that Bible. And it is not legalism to abide by the Word of God. It is there. Why? Say, well, it's more inclusive. Hey, do we want an army to defend our nation? That we just let anybody in, whether they're on the same page, whether they're going to abide by all of the standards that are required in order to win a war, that's not the way it works. There's a lot of Christians who could do battle for God and they're not. You say, Pastor, how can you say that? Because they're not wearing any armor. Because they're living after the flesh. This would help you tonight because I believe there, are, we have many people. We're an unusual church in a lot of ways. We're not the average church in our tithing and our giving by percentage. We're not. You're faithful in your giving. I don't believe we're the average church when it comes to soul winning and being a witness. We're not. I don't believe we're the average church when it comes to spiritual warfare and prayer. I would rather have the people of this pr- church pray for me than preachers I know. I have more confidence in the prayers of this church than I do in a lot of preachers I know. So, so, I want to help us tonight. I help all of us because I believe there are some in here, you've struggled with your prayer life. You've struggled with being effective in prayer. You've got to put on the armor of God, and what will prevent you from putting on the armor of God is do, living a carnal life. It's just simple carnal people don't pray. How are we going to pray always? unless we're in the Spirit. Let me help you tonight with praying always. This means we never do anything without praying. It's pray about everything. Pray in the midst of everything. Have God's input on everything. Um... We don't have good prayer lives when we approach God like we do some other authority. I'd rather get forgiveness than permission. A lot of times we don't seek the will of God because we know. We know it's not the will of God. Sometimes we don't seek God's favor because we know He's not going to bless. So we've got to be in a spiritual mindset. I'm going to mention the four things I have for you tonight when it comes to praying always. Number one, we should be instant in prayer. Hold your spot and turn over if, you, if you'd like to Romans chapter number 12. Not too far back, Romans chapter number 12. We're to be instant in prayer. To, to be instant in prayer means to be quick to pray. Uh, look at Romans 12 verse 12. Of course. Uh, there's much in this chapter. We've looked at this chapter before, but we see in verse number 12, rejoicing in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. It means that we're quick to pray. A situation comes to us, and, and we've got to be... What do we do? We're quick to pray. We should not... We should not have to have a come-to-Jesus meeting and get right with Him in order to seek Him in an instant and say, Lord, I need you to give me wisdom on this. Do you realize that's a prayer? I can't tell you how many times I've pulled in the parking lot and said, God, I want a place by the front. Say, that's frivolous. No, no. Some of you are going to be like, "Oh man, I'm going to stay right with God, just so I don't have to park in the back anymore." In instant, in prayer, we should pray quickly. Pray in every situation, Lord. I need wisdom. Do you know what? Do you know why emergencies are emergencies? Because they're not planned. Do you know why crises are crises? Because it's not normal. And so we have got to be in a situation wearing the armor so that I can pray always. That does not mean I can't go to work today, boss, because I've got to pray always. I can't take the garbage out. Well, maybe I ought to try that. Because I'm praying. Babe, I'm praying again. Praying always. That... I can't function, I can't, I, can't, I, can't, I can't dirty myself with people because I pray. That's not what it means. It means I'm equipped with the armor. I'm ready to engage. I'm ready to take advantage of the privilege I have of prayer. I am ready, and when something comes my way, I'm instant in prayer. Lord, I need your wisdom. Lord, you have to intervene. Lord, I I need you to to, to show me what, what I need to do in this situation. There's a lot of prayers that are not prayed because, and I believe there's a lot of answers that are not given because we're not in a position to pray instantly. If you got a call tonight, would you be ready to pray? If the emergency came to your doorstep, could you instantly pray? if a crossroads was presented to you and you had, Lord, I don't know what to do, could you pray instantly? How many times do I get asked on a a time before and after the service, Pastor, would you pray for, and a name is mentioned? Oftentimes, The moment I get the text, the moment somebody asks, I will stop and I'll pray one I don't want to forget. But I don't have to wait for my appointed time on the calendar to go through my prayer list because I want to be ready to stop no matter where I'm at and talk to my God. But this isn't, you can't live carnally. And pray instantly. It doesn't work. So to pray always is to be instant in prayer. Number two is an endless prayer. Some of you are thinking of that relative before praying for Thanksgiving dinner that prays the endless prayer, but that's not what I'm talking about. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. 1 Thessalonians chapter number 5. This is the verse we think of when we think of praying always, but there's more to it than just, just praying always. We have endless prayer. Not an endless prayer, but endless prayer. Okay? Let's put it back in context of the soldier of God prepared for spiritual battle. I pray because I want my needs met. I pray as Jesus instructed pray for our daily bread, to pray for our needs. We're reminded we have access to the Father, but we are in a spiritual battle. If I'm to intercede on your behalf, and you're to intercede on behalf of someone else, if we are going to have the power of God and the move of the Spirit of God, we have to understand we are in a spiritual battle, so I have to approach the, the Christian life spiritually, spiritually. I've got to equip myself in the armor. And then pray always, instant in prayer, but endless prayer. Look at verse number 16 of 1 Thessalonians 5. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. Verse number 17, of course, is what we're looking at. Pray without ceasing. Now, I've taught on this before. I've preached on this before, but I'll give additional context to it tonight. How do we pray without ceasing? How do we never stop praying? How is it that we can never have a period at the end of our prayer? Is that what the Scripture is saying? Let me use an illustration that I think will illustrate this tonight. My... Wife and I are not always engaging in a conversation. But the line of communication is always open. Uh, there are... T- well, let me just go further. There are times when I call, and I call, and I call, and... and well, anyway, uh, we're not always talking. Uh, tomorrow when... And that sounds bad if I just put a period right there... Um, <laughs> Tomorrow, a new day will start. We'll get up. She's got the things she's doing. I got the things I'm doing. We don't have it scheduled to talk. Now, she may put something on my schedule that says lunch or dinner or whatever. That's fine. But we don't have it scheduled. But she can call me any time she wants to call me. We're not in one long conversation, but the lines of communication are always open. Let's take that illustration and let's apply it to you and God. Um, Is the line of communication always open? We have to leave our prayer closet because there's other things that we have to do But is our relationship with Him such that any time I want to talk to Him, I can stop and talk to Him? Isn't it wonderful that you don't have to go to a priest to pray to God? And by the way, nobody's ever gone to a priest and actually prayed to God. Isn't it wonderful that because of our salvation, we can just talk to God? Uh, That is praying always... It is endless prayer. There's a lot of Christians, sadly, who lead the fellowship of God. And they go away from God, and when they do, they've put a period on their prayer life. They've put a period on their prayer life. And the next time they talk to God is when they're in the pig pen as the prodigal. It's sad and it's tragic but let's talk about us tonight. How many Christians go through their Christian life and they're not equipped to battle? It's been a while since they have entered the prayer closet. It's not an endless prayer. We're not praying always. Number three, to pray always is, it's an everything prayer. Philippians chapter number four, just a few pages over. Philippians chapter number 4, in verse number 6. Be careful for nothing, but in everything, everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. It's an everything prayer. Uh, Let's not approach life with, well, this isn't big enough to, to pray about. If a crisis came, you would pray, and you would ask everybody you knew to pray with you. And by the way, that's one of the benefits of a church. That's one of the benefits of a church that seeks to to be spiritual, is you have brothers and sisters in Christ who will pray for you and with you. But there is nothing too small to talk to your God about. Everything. Why don't we talk to him about everything? God's not bothered when you talk to him about something that is what you would in your mind seemed little. We're reminded in Scripture that God, what does God think about? He thinks about you and your needs everything. Isn't it wonderful? And we're going to keep preaching it. We ought to be spiritual people. We ought to be holy people. We ought to be separated people. In other words, <clears throat> there's a spiritual battle, and we're going to attack the gates of hell. We're going to preach the gospel. We're going, to, we're, going to, we're going to advance the cause of Christ. We're going to put on the armor of God as Christians, but we're not just putting it on to pass inspection, because after we put it on is praying always. If you want to engage in a spiritual battle this week, talk to God about everything. Talk to Him about the little things. Instead of, you know, school's ending, instead of looking at your kids' grades and complaining about them, talk to God about them. Now, you might want to take away some electronics from your kids at the same time, but, but there's nothing too small to talk to God about. Do you, know, do you know how many little things comes into your life on a daily basis. If you and I got in the habit of talking to God about every little thing, we'd be back in that endless prayer, wouldn't we? What would be wrong with that? Absolutely nothing. Number four, we look to the book of Colossians, chapter 4. Praying always is continued prayer. We're reminded of this in Colossians four, verse two. Continue in prayer and watching the same with thanksgiving. Continue in prayer. Have you ever prayed for something once and God answered? I have. That's awesome. it may be, maybe you'll think less of me for saying this, but sometimes I'm shocked. We shouldn't be, should we? Don't look at me that way. You're shocked too. I'm shocked when God answers your prayers too, by the way. Wow. God, sometimes God reminds you, you just mutter a prayer, and God answers. And Wow. But God doesn't answer every prayer like that. I asked you just a moment ago: Have you ever prayed a prayer and God answered it the first time? But have you ever prayed a prayer and God not answered you the first time you prayed it? And then my follow-up question to that is: Did you stop? We got to be in a state of continual prayer. God, would you work in this situation? The answer didn't come. So we're going to continue. God, did, would you work in this situation? God, would you work in this situation? Um, as you know, because I reference it often, I love to read about our nation's history. And you read about some of the great battles and wars that our nation fought. There is a mindset that we're going to win or they're burying us here. There is no alternative. Would we have the same mindset as a soldier for God? Eventually God's going to have to answer because I'm going to keep praying in a continual prayer. Brother Ivan, how long did Kim pray for you? Decades? Over 20 years. A wife prayed for her husband to be saved. What if And she's in the nursery, so she'll never know what we said. At the time, she don't know what I say in here anyway, but What if she had prayed like the average Christian prayed? Continued prayer. See, the battle can be won. But it goes back to our text. We put the context of prayer like we do the context of prayer in asking and receiving. Yes, we are to pray for our daily bread. But there's also the context of prayer in the the context of spiritual warfare, of battles being won, of the cause of Christ being advanced, of protection of God's children, of victories for God's people for a move of God. Satan's got a hold on this lost world in the only way the cause of Christ is going to be advanced. It's not just the bold proclamation of the gospel, although that's key. It is the Christian willing to live in a spiritual manner so that he can put on the armor of God for battle And then once it's on, we're not just here to pass inspection. Praying always is how the armor is in the Spirit. I wish you would... Take me up on my challenge tonight if you're struggling with your prayer life. You've yet to be able to establish a time of prayer. Yes, you ought to have a time when you say, this is my time I'm going to meet with God. But as we've already seen, most praying by a Christian should be done in an impromptu manner. It is an instant thing. It is a never-ending thing. It is an all-inclusive thing. It should be just as natural for me to stop and say, God, thank you. Or, God, would you? It ought to be natural for the Christian as you, as you drive from point A to point B and say, you know, God, I'm going to talk to you for just a minute and, and would you do this and this and this. Oh, it ought to be natural for a child of God even to be driving through their city and say, God, would you, would you do something here? Would you allow us to reach more people with the gospel? It is praying always in the Spirit. See, there's more to it. The devil has told a lot of lies in his time. And he's lied to generation after generation. And there's a generation of Christians who he's lied to, and they've believed his lie when he says, It doesn't matter how closely you follow this book. And they believed the lie and said, it doesn't matter how you live as a Christian. It doesn't matter from the music in the church to the emphasis in the programs of the church. It doesn't matter. And they believed the lie of the devil. But you go to the churches that have given up their separation, they've given up their soul winning, they've given up holiness, you go and you won't find a more dead, powerless group of people. But pastor, it was they were bouncing off the walls. There's no power of God in that. Show me the prayer lives. Show me the the answered prayers. Show me the move of God. And I'll point to you a people that are not in the spirit. And it's time that God's people say, I finally want to get a hold of this. I want to have a prayer life that moves heaven, that makes a difference. I want there to be battles won simply because... I've put on the armor of God. It takes a spiritual person to address that and to enter into that and say, I've got to put this on so I'm not defeated with those fiery darts. But praying always in the Spirit. Tonight, let's deal with our prayer life as God leads us. Father, I pray that you'll help us.